नमस्ते मिस्टर सुरेंद्रनाथ वेरी गुड टॉक थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर दिस टॉक आई एक्चुअली हैड आई हैड टू टू ऑब्जर्वेशन एंड ऑल्सो क्वेश्चन इफ यू गुड आंसर वॉट यू रिफर टू एज हिंदू राष्ट्र इफ यू हैव टू फैशन हिंदू राष्ट्र यू आर एक्चुअली टेकिंग अज बैक टू द किंग्स एंड द राजधर्मा दैट वॉज फॉलोड बाई द kings across india in, in that sense is that what you feel would be a good model the reason i say this is because you were talking about the royal families and uh, i do have to having like read quite a, a fair bit in the last uh, some years on what happened and especially after independence when you saw uh, such a peaceful sort of signing off of all the uh, kings kings who had huge armies if they wanted they could have been a big threat to india at any time you were talk about in rajasthan you talk about in travancore anywhere but they actually signed and came on board to a country which they presumed naturally would be because these were hindu kings would have a a hindu sort of base in its uh, you know but that didn't happen so you then feel a sense of being cheated you know as royal families which happened later with the previous persons and everything and also what we can see today is that what you mentioned then has a great sort of linkage with people even after 70 years of independence people still like their respective royal family descendants huge huge currency when you look at diakmari in jaipur you you are you know so many uh, who are so people have not lost that connection even with modernization with the king so do you feel then that the the points that you were sort of articulating which are based on can we include that in our constitution if we were to do a relook or rewriting maybe not with the constitution as it is in its present state and the cultural connect with uh, a royal family and a royal dynasty is you can see it in the uh, regional parties they actually run pretty much as uh, dynasties right and uh, pretty much like the warlords uh, who would just take up uh, who would just by their own capability political abilities would gather would gain uh, control of a state uh, hindu monarchy i mean probably i am speculating here but i i i'm very interested in the psychology of leaders and uh, if you look at some person in recent times who went closest to what a hindu monarch monarch self image would be it's probably jayalalitha she was she probably saw herself as some kind of hindu monarch so you had all these welfare schemes where people would be fed and you know she was like the there was a there is a certain self image uh, that she projected and a project image that she projected of the motherly queen and uh, people responded to it very positively if i may add Uh, so also, sorry to interrupt that uh, even today when you see among largely not very educated people they still look at when they say modi 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 and this faith that they have in our prime minister it's not so much with the sort of understanding of democracy or any such principles i personally don't believe that that understanding has gone into all levels they are actually looking at him as a benevolent king so our psychology i do feel the masses especially hindus is very uh, sort of well wired to this concept of a benevolent monarch who looks out for us and if that is the case then why would it be difficult i understand you're saying in, in the existing constitution to put in or amend or make certain changes why do you think it would be difficult culturally i don't think it would be very difficult uh if you had the kind of um, dharma raja principle where uh, like travancore where they said that we do not run the state for us but we are running the state entirely for padmanabha swami and we are the merely the uh, you know the uh, keepers of the tradition and we are merely carrying out the orders of padmanabha swami 
so uh, well if you had that kind of dharmaraja and uh, if it were relatively inclusive also if i may add if you had uh, i mean it's not necessary that a dharmaraja must be born into only a certain set of communities a dharmaraja can be from any community yeah for that matter where is the guarantee that where is the guarantee that every king will be a vikramaditya or king ashoka just so as every leader even in a democratic or any system of uh, rule you have good pe- uh, leaders and good administrators you have bad also just bringing bringing back kings in which by birth the um, <laughs> prince becomes the king again you think in 21st century that is logical uh, there is a no my whole thing was to uh, thank you uh, my intention was to be provocative <laughs> and i think uh, i have had some limited success so uh, it is not as outlandish as it seems if you take the japanese culture they have a certain sense of loyalty to the king and uh, if you take a uh, see look at hong kong they just passed the democracy bill things are changing throughout the world things are yeah britain is a constitutional monarchy no 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 you look at hong kong they are very much they have been handed, uh, handed over to china but just last hong kong week is a, they passed the bill of democracy you're still living in an ivory tower if you think that we bring back the kingdoms and like, people love kings you know people love kings no 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 britain not britain no 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 not not the demographic uh, dividend they don't see hong kong is a different case And including just... uh the eight not uh, northeastern regional states very few except assam and manipur and tripura manipur yeah manipur tripura Only assam and three th- these three states had kings others never had and they don't even have a concept of kingdom and kings and all in their built into their uh, system so i find these discourses you know only 3 4 states of south 4 5 states of north and we decide for the rest of the country that's not proper even a lot of catholics do not actually agree with what pope says every time so where's the guarantee that people will not eventually lose confidence in some cases with the king that we are talking about and ultimately they will have to elect someone else so uh, see the the idea was for a constitutional what i just spoke about was for a constitutional monarchy where you have rule of law you have elections you have elected representatives in government and the executive largely functions and there is only a titular head of state and with certain titular functions so for example in japan there is a huge amount of titular functions which the uh, monarch takes part in which include a lot of rituals so you could have a regular satra rajasuya kind of ritual performance cycles which a king would take up and uh, mysore for example if you look at dasara the king uh you spoke about the economic philosophy of the tupan thingri and uh, the little that i've read it's it does border a bit on centralization his uh, philosophy so two questions a do you see his philosophy closely related to what china is doing right now 
the Chinese economic philosophy and B, do you think it can be applied here? I am not a personally, I am not a fan of the Chinese model. I will tell you that. I am not a fan of the Chinese model because, no, economic model because it is predicated on consumption. It is predicated on debt. It is predicated on centralized, you know, some genius sitting in Beijing saying that, you know, build 20,000 kilometers of roadways within the next five years. And uh, I am not a fan of that because I believe it causes a lot of uh, ecological damage and a lot of human suffering. So I, my, I personally, and I don't think uh, Sri Dattopan Tengadi was advocating anything like that. He advocated certain amount of centralization of thought. But implementation was probably, you know, decentralized. Did they did sort of recommend a bit of centralization given the implementation part. So that's where probably it will come into conflict with what has been proposed now. That now that hmm. things have been moved out of the government control. So that's where he had uh, it has he had his differences with the uh, He had his differences. Yes, with the earlier with Archpaiji also. He had his own differences. And uh, but uh, in terms of, I, I look at Dattopan Tangadiji's thought in terms of how he looked at uh, relation between labor and capital. I think it was a much more sustainable model that he was proposing. It was, uh, you know, uh, it was, his model was uh, that of uh, cooperation and not an adversarial model. Either if you look at ultra capitalist or the communist models, both of them are where labor and capital are always, you know, uh, adversarial. So, I believe that Dattopan Tengri's model, the third way was far more, uh, you know, uh, shall I say natural and more suited to the dharmic ethos of this country. The question is, what is wrong with the Hindu Shastra? I think it, I mean the evolved one, not you are talking of the ancient ones. Today's world, if you say, if you have uh, like a uniform civil code or universal laws for everybody. So, what is wrong with that? Why don't we have it? I don't think... Uh, by a Hindu Rashtra, we ever had any universal codes for everybody because we never had universal codes for everybody. Some people were matrilineal, some people were patrilineal, some people had uh, their, you know, family life was different. People, in some communities, women would freely diverse and remarry. In some communities, women would never diverse. There was no concept of diverse among some communities. Um, so, I don't think uh, uniform civil code. No, it, it was there. It was there. Kautilya talks about forms of divorce and how you actually manage divorces. But Kautilya doesn't prescribe it for everybody. He says, if you are going to divorce, if you are from a community which divorces, these are the principles by which you divorce. But if you don't divorce, you don't divorce. So, there was, I, I don't, I, I personally don't believe in a uniform civil code for everybody because uh, you generally tend to disrupt families. There were certain civil changes in civil code made in uh, India, um, again for starting from the southern states and it actually did not do too much good to some communities in terms of uh, freedoms for women especially. So this, uh, just like you said that in some communities there were divorce uh, um, as a practice but in some there was not and you said that you are not a fan of uh, a uniform civil code. So, is it not possible in some case that some communities which have, uh, we can say, a progressive attitude towards divorce or any kind of social issue, but 
when others do not have then we have a substantial number of people actually suffering from this uh, liberal thought of not having one single set of codes for everyone because in communities that do not have divorce there will be some people and women especially who will be suffering because their communities do not allow that and we do not have a central authority uh, telling them that no this is something that you should be giving uh, your people uh, a right to see there's again beyond the simple question of divorce certain communities did not divorce but where the woman or the man would abandon the spouse in case of abandonment again you have certain rules for how you deal with that abandonment what you do for that abandonment or how you live together live separately live apart whatever there is no single see the whole thing is that the community has to evolve it for itself you cannot have some central authority saying that this is right and this is wrong and this is how everybody should live you know that was my point